0: We have a little bit of extra time today. I looked at my watch, and it's just 25 after, and we didn't have Sunday school, so I figured there's a lot left to say about Christmas, and if you would please buckle up. We've got um, a lot of Greek words we're going to learn. This No, absolutely not. That would be awful. <clears throat> we are going to talk for a moment about the large cosmic scale of what has happened, of what it is that we celebrate. When we talk about Jesus Christ being born among us, it's a very particular story about one Middle Eastern family uh, on the run at some points of their life, refugees at others, poor all of the time, and they raise this child, this human one, uh, who they know as Jesus, who becomes the Christ. It's a very particular sort of story in a place and a time. And it's also funny at parts. There's other parts of this story, though, because what the gospel writers and then what the rest of the New Testament writers grapple with, it's the cosmic implications of what has happened in the particularity of Jesus. So we do know, as a reminder, that Jesus' last name is, well, do you know? Let's just ask the question then. Does anyone know what Jesus' last name is? Judah? Who said Bar-Joseph? Brilliant, absolutely, yeah, that's what his last name would have been at the time. Your first name Jesus, your last name son of whoever your father was, Sabar Joseph. Uh, You wouldn't have said Bar Yahweh because that would have been blasphemous at the time. But yeah, Christ is not a last name for Jesus. It's a designation or a title of sorts. It says something about who this one is. In essence, it says a lot. Christ is the Greek word for Messiah or the anointed one. Now, the book of Hebrews we read this morning, and we've read through several scriptures, Old Testament, New Testament, along the way. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he's spoken to us by his son. The story has uh, been told for quite some time about who God is and how God is among us. In various ways and at many times, through the prophets, to our parents and their parents and their parents and their parents. But, but to us in these last days, God has spoken to us through a son. And then the writer of Hebrews begins to take this particular story of this family long ago and begins to expand it. Make it larger and larger. It encompasses all things. At all times. Let me break it down for just a moment for you. This Jesus, who is the Christ, is not just present among us, but but is out in the future waiting. The heir of all things. What's to come, whatever those things are. Wherever this world is headed, wherever history is headed, it finds its good end in the Son. The heir of all things. And in the past, through whom he created, well, it says the universe, but what it actually is saying there is Jesus was there when eternity was created, the ions. That feels so much to me. When the wisdom writers and the Hebrew scriptures talk about wisdom. They say that wisdom was with God in the beginning, fashioning and creating the universe in goodness and in love. And wisdom becomes the word, and the word becomes flesh and dwells among us. And, and all of these things that were so particular to a time and a place, they continue to, to grow. And then it says this about where you find yourself today. The sun upholds. Sustains, bears on his shoulders all things by the power of his word. We talk and at times can grasp the idea that God is within us, going before us, leading Behind us, hovering over, as you've heard this language, it's in the history of our church in particular, when Steve Graham would give his benedictions. God is, is found all in all, everywhere, if we can pay attention to it. But, but not just in space, the writer of Hebrews seems to be saying, but also in time. That God in Christ was establishing eternity from the beginning. And is out in front of us waiting for the consummation of all things, and then is present in every moment, the one that just passed and the one that's on its way and the one right now sustaining all things. Sustaining you today. Sustaining the flames that we light each Sunday. Sustaining the love that pulls you one to another. This is the Christ, the Messiah. And this is cosmic in scope. The story of Christmas, we tell it in its finitude, in its social location, because it's a thing that happened. But then we continue to tell this story in a way that... Sort of breaks open, expands until it encompasses everything. Later on in the book of Hebrews, this amazing statement is said in chapter 2, it's verse 11. I'll read it to you because this is the cosmic scope of Christ, right? all found again in a particular, in a particular you and and you and you and, and me. What happens when the Christ child, Jesus, this story grows, and then as it grows, it pulls back together in each of us. Both the one who makes them holy and those who are made holy are one both the one who makes holy and those who are made holy, they are one. I don't, I don't even know what to do with that. The one who is the heir of all things to come. The one who was there when all things began. And the one who sustains all that is life and breath makes us holy because he is holy. And in that transformation makes us one. If this is true, then it is for us the best of all news. If this is true, then our, our task this morning is just to wake up to it. Just like you woke up to the dawn this morning. It has come alive to the truth that Christ sustains you, makes you holy. The way that St. Athanasius said it in the first few hundred years of the church is that uh, God became what we are so that we might become what what God is. I want to read for you one last, uh, it's a hymn actually, from centuries and centuries ago by the theologian whose name was Simeon. We aren't familiar with this theologian because he comes from the Eastern tradition. Uh, but this idea of mystic union, they are much more in tune with than we might be in our side of, of Christianity. Hear these words. We awaken in Christ's body as Christ awakens our bodies. There I look down and my poor hand is Christ. He enters My foot and is infinitely me. I move my hand and wonderfully my hand becomes Christ, becomes all of him. I move my foot and at once he appears in a flash of lightning. Do my words seem blasphemous to you? Then open your heart to him and let yourself receive the one who's opening to you so deeply. For if we genuinely love him, we wake up inside Christ's body. We are all over all our body every most hidden part of it is realized in joy as him and he makes us utterly real and he makes us utterly real and everything that is hurt, everything that seems to us dark, harsh, shameful, maimed, ugly, irreparably damaged is in him transformed and in him, recognized as whole, as lovely and radiant as his light, we awaken as the beloved and every last part of our bodies. So wake up sleepy. Everything is waiting. Let's pray. We offer this morning, God, our humility, that in our humbleness and our lessening, we might realize that we have been given everything. We let go today of all of the effort sustaining this world because you are always and at all times holding it together. And we recognize that the Christ has appeared and is still among us. Thank you for this Christmas season. We will need all 12 days of it to realize what has happened and more even still. Guide us toward epiphany, towards a deeper recognition of who you are. Help us to not end our story and our attention here at the manger, but to follow it through to the end. Walk with us even still, even now. The light that you bring will it cast its own shadows. And it illuminates paths we did not even imagine. We couldn't imagine. Thank you. Thank you for making us holy. And now sustain us as we continue to live into that call. In Christ, the anointed one's name, we pray. Amen.